Over the past few months, I've been dropping two words out of my vocabulary as much as possible. And not that they're good or bad or anything like that. It's just they frame things a little wrong, in my opinion. So in today's podcast, I'm going to talk about those words and what to do instead, really. The way to think instead. And it really will open your mind and open your heart and open your emotions and all that to a different way of looking at things. I'm Stephen Webb and this is Stillness in the Storms, the podcast that just helps you to live a little more with inner peace and see things a little different. I'm paralysed from just below the neck. I've been paralysed since I was 18 and that gives me a little different perspective on life and I'm a meditation and mindfulness coach and currently I'm the Mayor of Truro. <laughs> Whenever I say that, Mayor of Truro, it's like, wow. You know, the town I grew up in, this little humble town of 20,000 people, and I'm the mayor. I just think that's incredible. I, I still do. I've been mayor now for about three months. And I still think it's absolutely amazing. But anyway, you can find out a little bit more about me, stephenwebb.uk. Very simple. From there, you can email me. You can download my five simple practices for inner peace. You could treat me to a coffee if that's what you want to do. You can also find out where my main website is. You can find out my social media. And like I say, drop me an email and download that. Five simple practices for inner peace. But yeah, today let's talk about dropping these two words really when we think about different things. And these two words are good and bad. Yeah, I used it in the intro, really. Um, th these words are not good nor bad, but we make them good or bad. It's like everything in life, we either label it as good or label it as bad. When really, it's just, it's just something that we find unpleasant or we find pleasant. You know, some of the things that I find bad, some people don't mind. You know, Marmite. <laughs> Marmite for one of them. And, you know, certain foods that we find good or bad. Really, it's not good nor bad. It's just different to us. But I want to, how can we frame it differently? And the more I think about this recently, the more it makes sense. And if we look at everything as healthy or unhealthy. Now, I know we immediately jump to food on that or we jump to lifestyle. But let's think about this for a minute. Let's think about it a little bit different. Um, I just want to... I haven't done a podcast for the last couple of weeks. Simply, I was really poorly. I was quite unwell. And I, I don't think I've ever felt so nausea in my life. Never felt that sick. The doctor put me on one type of antibiotic because they thought it was a UTI. Then they put me on another one. They changed it midway. And then they put me on anti-sickness tablets. Oh, I, I spent two days in bed and I haven't spent a day in bed for about 15 years because I'm prone to pressure sores and things like that, I look after myself as much as possible because I just don't like spending any time in bed. But yeah, that's why I haven't done a podcast for a couple of weeks. But even that, it's not good nor bad. It wasn't a bad time. It was, you know, a little unhealthy. And when we use the words healthy and unhealthy, they haven't got the connotations of good or bad. It doesn't conjure up those feelings inside. So let's go through a few things that we can deem as healthy or unhealthy. And I want you to think about it in your life over the next week or so. And are you looking at something as good or bad or healthy or unhealthy? 
You know, I, I don't know if you ever heard of the Enneagrams. Well, they're like, uh, there's nine types of people and they're not like star signs. They're not like, where was that star or planet the moment you were born? Not like that at all. There's nine types and they're based on the way you answer a few questions. They're really based on the way you react in certain situations. And when you have enough questions, it can determine the, the type of person you currently are and where you're coming from, your conscious level and things like that. And I'm a type two. I'm a helper at the moment. I say at the moment because you can, you can change through life. You know, you wouldn't have very many helpers very early on in life. Um, you just wouldn't grow those kind of muscles and consciousness when you're like eight, nine years old. You might do, but it's it's less likely. You're more likely to be one of the achievers and things like that. And each one of these things have a healthier and an unhealthier version. And as you grow up and as you get more conscious and as you open your mind and open your heart, you become more healthier version of that. But when we look at it as a healthier and unhealthier version, we don't look at it as, ah, oh, that's a bad version of me. I don't like that. It's just an unhealthy version. You know, the, the version <laughs> that eats donuts, that eats chocolate. I've got a chocolate bar sat in front of me now and been a type 2 diabetic. It's not that good, but I've just really fancy chocolate. So I've got one sat in front of me. Maybe I use it as a bit of reward for doing a podcast, recording and uploading the podcast. But yeah, that's an unhealthy version. So I don't label it as a bad version of me. Because when you label it as bad, it just feels bad, doesn't it? But when you say unhealthy, you go, yeah, that's not a healthy decision. And we can look at that for everything. Uh, food, obviously. But we can look at opinions. You know, is that a healthy way of having opinions or is it an unhealthy way? And I'll give you an example. An unhealthy opinion is, my opinion, it's right, it's fact, and no one's going to change it. A healthy opinion is, well, look, I got that opinion. That's the way I think at the moment with my present information. But when more information comes along, I'm willing to change that opinion or expand it or grow it. You know, so you've got the two different types. So I think you're probably getting the gist of where I'm going now. So whether it's opinions or beliefs and all that, it's, it's when they're more regimented, they may be slightly less healthy. And another one is mindfulness. Now, surely all mindfulness is healthy. Is it really? What if you, what if you use mindfulness to become a sniper? Now, you could argue some snipers are not so bad. You could argue it's the actions. You could argue they're part of the army or part of the good side. But if mindfulness is used to carve up a body or to plan things that are not that good or not that healthy, really, for society, is mindfulness always good? Oh, see? So even mindfulness, you can have a healthy and an unhealthy version. So you can look at everything you're doing or what you're doing. Is this a healthy or an unhealthy version? You know, ego. Ego is another one. You know, I'm a mayor of Truer. I've got an ego. I'm a meditation and mindfulness coach. I've worked hard to 
grow my ego up. And when I say grow my ego up, I'm, I mean by becoming less attached to it, allowing the ego to drive me. Of course I've got an ego. You know, it's the ego that wants to enjoy life. It's the ego that does enjoy life. It's the ego that enjoys being here. But is that ego everything? Is there something beyond the ego? So when you don't allow the ego to control you so much, that would be a healthier version of your ego. Again, not good nor bad, just a healthier version. And an unhealthy ego, no, you know, I'm the most important person in the world, I'm a narcissist, I am, the world revolves around me, I know everything, and you know, you know the type, you know, the one I was 15, 20 years ago. You know, every teenager should be slight narcissistic tendencies. It's, it becomes unhealthy if you get so ingrained and attached in them and you don't move them on. You know, a healthy teenager is someone that's really digging into their opinions and beliefs and, hey, look, I'm here. Hey, look, the world does revolve around me a little. Because it's got to revolve around you before you can drop that... Oh, the world revolves around me. Perhaps it doesn't. You've got to have that um, egocentric view of the world from your worldview. It's just me, just the people around me, before you can expand it further. It's like you've got to see your brothers and sisters, your family's version of their worldview or their conscious view, should you say before you can expand it to the group and then the world. So it's always growing up. It's always growing it and moving it towards the healthier side. But it's not necessarily getting rid of the unhealthy side. Dabbing it a little bit. Enjoy it. Have that bar of chocolate. Have the donut occasionally. But recognize that's not the most ideal and healthy way. So emotions are another thing we can look at. Every emotion... Anger is the perfect emotion. Everybody experiences anger from the age of about, I don't know, probably nine, ten months. And especially a little after when they're starting to develop what they like, what they want. That little tantrum, the terrible twos. They're experiencing anger. They have no idea what it is. They have no idea this rage inside of them because they want to do something that's completely unreasonable to the parent. I wanted to, I remember when I was about six years old and I wanted to walk to the local village because at the time the garage stations used to give away these blue Smurfs. I had no idea you had to put six pounds worth of fuel in to get them. But I wanted to go to the garage because I knew they'd give away them free. It was about three miles away, maybe four. And I was five years old, five, six years old and I wanted to walk. And my mum was so unreasonable ridiculously unreasonable. I knew where the garage was. Why couldn't I go there? And I was so angry. I was bawling my eyes out. I was kicking the washing line outside. Yeah, that's an unhealthy version of anger. But I didn't know no different at the time. You've almost got to develop that unhealthy version before you move to the healthy version. It's, it's the same. Another emotion is like empathy. You know, the unhealthy version, I'd done a podcast of that 
And I'll put a link to it below this podcast to make it easier for you. But I'd done that unhealthy and healthy version of empathy. And really, a un- unhealthy, there's a lot more to it than this, but an unhealthy version of empathy would be that you're feeling everybody's emotions deeply and you're taking them on and you're finding it hard to cope in life and you're absorbing all the world's problems. Now, it's not a bad thing to feel other people's problems, the world's problems. But if something happening on the other side of the world that you have no control over is literally paralyzing you and stopping you from living your life, then that's an unhealthy version of empathy. But you have to develop the, almost go through the unhealthy version before you can go to the healthier version. You don't move on to an uncaring. You move on to the ability to recognize the feelings of others, but not holding and carrying them yourself. We often get attached to other people's feelings like they're our own. And then the unhealthy version of a type two, like I said in the Enneagram, is to manipulate and to really feel other people's emotions and get absorbed in them. And yes, I, I'm a manipulator, you know, I, I confess. And when a friend of mine texted me one day and said, Stephen, you're, you, you so manipulate the situation, you're a manipulator. I was so angry. I think I texted her straight back and said, no, I'm not. How dare you call me out? And then I read about the Enneagram and one of the traits of the helper is they're manipulators. And it's an unhealthy trait to have. I suppose manipulation can be unhealthy and healthy as well. Because what would it look like? An unhealthy manipulator is the manipulating it for my own gain. You know, if I buy you something nice, you have to stay with me. You have to do what I tell you. You know, guilt you into things, using guilt and shame to get them to do something. If you love me, you would tidy up the bedroom. <laughs> that kind of, you know, we all do it as parents. I've done it so many times. Um, yeah, that's that's the unhealthy manipulator. But the healthier version is is finding a way that benefits them as well. You know, show me your system on tidying up the room and teach me how you do it. You know, that kind of way. And you empower them as opposed to, that's a whole different podcast that is. Not one that I'm sure I'm qualified to do. When we, or certainly for me, when I started looking at things through the healthy and unhealthy, it really has changed the way I see different things. It's taken that harshness and the prickliness off things like anger. I get angry. Okay, so I should be angry. There's kids starving in the world. So I should be angry. There's people manipulating the democracy. Um, People are doing it in it for themselves, things like that. I should be angry about that. But what's the healthy version of angry? The healthy version is recognizing I'm angry and doing something productive about it, if I can. If I can't, let it go. The unhealthy version is phoning everybody, running around, jumping up and down and screaming, and, you know, like as if you're doing something about it, but you aren't really doing anything about it at all. That leads us on to really, not the last thing, but actions. Healthy and unhealthy actions. Whether or not you say something, or whether or not you're, um, not very nice to someone, that'd be unhealthy. Or you can be kind. 
Same as meditation, you have healthy and unhealthy. So think about your life. Think about the different things you do, the different emotions you have, the feelings, the beliefs, and compare them to when you're eating food. Is this a healthy thing or an unhealthy thing at the moment? And you'll be less judgment of yourself. You'll be less having a go at yourself. So you won't be so hard on yourself. And it will free the your ability up to be able to go, do you know what? That wasn't the best way of dealing with that. That wasn't the healthiest way of dealing with it. So yeah, hopefully that helps. Um, you can head over to stephenweb.uk. And that's like my interim like LinkedIn website that's got all the links of different things. You can email me. You can download my five simple practices for inner peace. You could treat me to a coffee or find all the rest of these podcasts from Stillness in the Storms. Links on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or my meditation podcast. So thank you guys. Thank you for hanging in there. Thank you for all the emails I get every week. You know, it's really appreciated. And I know this year I'm massively crazy busy. And I've got some major big things on right now with the city council and all. But I like hearing from you. I, I like doing this podcast. I like keeping in touch. And I like going live on my Facebook page sometimes. But I am a little busier at the moment. And I'm only mayor for 12 months. And I'm really, I'm really digging in and really making the most of it. And 12 months is just the perfect enough, long enough, so that you can do something with it. But short enough that you've got to get on with it. So that's why I'm pretty busy. And that's why I miss some weeks on the podcast. So I just say thank you for persevering with me. Thank you for being there. Thank you for the love and the appreciation you give me. You guys are great. And I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you listening and for the shares and the support you give. So yeah, head over to stephenweb.uk and you can drop me an email. Thank you. Take care. Have a good one. I love you. Thank you.